Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM. WFAN New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, if we have time later on in the hour, I, I want to talk about the, the relationship between travel teams and high school coaches and programs. Now, clearly, they become very much intertwined, and that relationship really has a major impact on today's athletes. But, you know, first up, I, I feel compelled to talk about the women's soccer team routing Thailand 13 to nothing in the World Cup uh, this past week. And as you know, that, laps, that lopsided score got a lot of attention in the media, and I received a number of emails about it. And uh, we'll open the phone lines right now at one 337 6666 as I know a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about what took place and the reaction to it. So let me, I, let me first say I've tried to break down the various issues uh, into various chunks so we can better, dis- better discuss in a more fluid way. For starters, was it wrong for the U.S. team to score so many goals? Well, bear in mind, of course, that the way the World Cup is set up, the rules are very clear. If there's a need for a tiebreaker in the first round as to which teams would advance in the competition— they turn to goal differentials, and that which means that it's definitely in your best interest to score as many goals as you possibly can. So, even though Thailand was beaten badly by the American women, well, the the team from Thailand, they knew the rules going in as well. There was no, you know, surprise to them that this is how the rules were set up. Okay, but in terms of sportsmanship, well, this is where I do have something of an issue. When the score in a soccer match is 5 nothing or 6-0 or 7-0, whatever, in my opinion, that's when it's time to calm down the celebrations over the goals that are being scored. Let's be honest. If you're up, you know, 7 nothing in a soccer match, that game's over. Now, I've read a number of the responses from the American women players defending their actions saying how cool it is to score a goal in the World Cup and therefore the celebrations for each goal scorer, well, that was just, it was was natural and it was spontaneous and they had every right to go out and celebrate. Now, I'm not suggesting that it's not a big deal for a player to score her first goal in the World Cup. It is. 
But this is where a sense of decorum, common sense, and good old-fashioned sportsmanship, they all come into play. Yeah, if you score a goal against an overmatched team, well, you can certainly be happy. You can high-five your teammates and so on. But let's be honest here. There's a big, big difference between scoring the, the winning goal in the last minute of play uh, in, a, in a close or a tie game as opposed to scoring the 8th or the 10th or the 12th goal in a total rout of an opponent. Now, just imagine this. If the tables were turned and it was a team from some other continent beating Team USA 13-zip, and that foreign team was out celebrating each goal as if it was New Year's Eve in Times Square, well, how would you as a fan, how would you like that? Would you be concerned about a lack of sportsmanship? And that's pretty much how I see this. And if you want to discuss this, let's get it done right now, because I do think, obviously, the the American women play again today against Chile. I want to see how that works out. But let's talk about what happened here and what kind of, you know, response, what kind of image does the American, uh, you know, national team, what does that look like to the rest of the world? one 337 6666 Let's get right to it. Uh, let's start with Mike up in Connecticut. Mike, good morning. You're on the good fan. Morning. Good morning. Thank you. If, um, does the referee have in his power to yellow card the, uh, the, a team for a bench, like a, like a bench celebration? Can they put an end to it right away after, like, maybe four or five goals? sort of, you know, give the old yellow card warning and that you might have to play down a player if for some reason it went on to, you know, like, are Mike, you, this, is like this is like your warning kit. Don't they do something like that? Mike, that's a very good question. I am not uh, a, a super expert on soccer rules, but I would Neither assume I. I would assume that, that if, if the, the, uh, the celebration goes on too long or perhaps in the referee's estimation it's just getting uh, it's just overboard, uh, I imagine they could probably give a yellow card. They can certainly give a warning to the coach saying, hey, you know, let's tone this down a bit here. It's now 5 or 8 nothing. Uh, I don't know if they give a yellow card for that, but I, I imagine they could. I just don't know. Perhaps somebody uh, who knows the rules better than I do can call in this morning and tell us that. But I, I, that's, that would have been something worth uh, at least, you know, thinking and, about, um, you know. When it goes to uh, – see, the thing is, when you, I've never understood the stoppage time. I always thought the game was ninety minutes, and it was, or, you know, it, it was the time was over. Yep. But after a goal is scored, yeah, there is a time of, you know, a little transition before they have the the center face off again or the kickoff, you know, the the starting kick. Right? Wouldn't does that? I mean, after a while, they have to, you know, it's like let's get on with the game. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you, the last thing you want, don't you think after? You know, after that amount of time of running around, that maybe uh, you know you don't want seven minutes of starting of, of, of extra time because you were celebrating goals. I mean, I, I think I'm uh, I'm trying to get out of there if I can. If uh, Mike, I, I, these are both excellent points, and I would assume, uh, of course, I don't have any uh, direct knowledge of this, but I assume that somebody somewhere from the World Cup must have sat down with the officials, the referees, as well as the other the coaches, and said, you know, this is getting over overboard. It's just too much. Well, Enough I'm on the list. I'm, I'm going to listen. To, I'm going to listen to the rest of the time period because that somebody with more knowledge will chime in on this. I'll let yeah. you know because well, it, 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 makes it, it makes it better for me, you know, to watch the rest of the competition. I got you, Mike. Good, good, uh, good call this morning, and, and I appreciate it. Let's go over to um, let's go to Bob out in Long Island this morning. Bob, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. You know, my take on this thing is I understand them wanting to score as many goals as possible. Yes, because of the of the goal differential yep. and it's a tournament. I understand that. But for them to be doing backflips at nine nothing, 
Um, uh, it, it's p- bad sportsmanship, and I think in this politically correct culture that we're in, I think if this was the, was the USA men's team that did this, I think you'd see a lot more people outrage. I think there's a lot of people in, main, in the mainstream media that are afraid to criticize it because it is a women's team. Well, you know, Bob, it's funny. Uh, there was a quite, again, uh, it, this whole thing sort of blew up in all sorts of social media. And it was one of the, uh, the, the, the tweets I saw from Abi Wambach, uh, who the, the, uh, the highly celebrated uh, soccer player for the women's team, you know, she said in one of her tweets, well, if this had been the men doing this, nobody would have cared. I'm thinking, like, that's not, that's not necessarily true. And, and I think if it had been the men and doing this kind of thing, We'd have the same conversation this morning. I think, you know, a, sportsmanship is, is gender blind. And, and the fact is, if, if, if you're doing, you know, backflips and going nuts when the score is 8 or 10 or 12 or 13, nothing. No, that's just not good sportsmanship, whether you're a male or a female. And, uh, you know, I, I think that somebody somewhere has to bring the, the you know, the, the team together as the head coach and say, look, this is not right. Enough. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah you're correct. The, the, what needed to happen there was the coach needed to pull them in together and go, hey, listen, take it easy, continue to play hard, but let's not overdo this because, you know, let's, if you were on the other side of that, you wouldn't be happy about, well, about that, you know. I mean, let's face it, I, I, and Bob, thanks for the, the comment. You know, I, you know, that's true, and I mentioned a few minutes ago, turn this around, if the, if the situation had been reversed and somebody, a team from Thailand was, was beating the American team 13-zip and they were going nuts uh, after every goal, I don't think the Americans would feel very, very good about this. They would sort of say, well, come on now, that's enough already. Stop this. This is nuts. Um, again, the rules are in place. Everybody with the rules going in that uh, due to the, rule, uh, the goal differential, you've got to score as many goals as you can in the first round. But, you know, this is, this is not really good sportsmanship. Now, how you slice it, no, there's no way to defend the actions. Yes, it's fine for the women to celebrate and high-five each other after a goal, but after you score so many, enough already. I mean, this is just, this is really, uh, you know, and, and a lot of the, I read some commentators from overseas were saying the same thing, like, what, what, are, what are you guys doing? We get it. You know, you guys are winning. We're winning big. But why, why were all the, the, the histrionics and celebrations? Let's go over to, uh, to Chuck in Long Beach. Hey, Chuck, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Um, I agree 100% with uh, all the comments that were just made by yep. the last caller and by you. Um, if you remember uh, the Dream Team yes. and some of their yes. victories by 50, 60 points, I mean, you know, they, uh, first there's a lot of celebration and high fives after big dunks and all of that stuff. But, you know, eventually it's like, get on with it. Don't embarrass anybody. Um, you know, but, a lot, you know, that goes on everywhere. So as, as far as, like, the overreaction, okay, I think they get a pass for having an incredible game of, of uh, scoring a record number of goals, blah, blah, blah. Let's not get too bent out of shape about it. And it's, it's not uh, – we, we haven't besmudged the, uh, the U.S. Uh, uh, culturally around the world because we celebrated after some ex- extra activities or whatever. But my bigger concern would be let's start getting some of this stuff on the field cleaned up, like the ridiculous flopping – and uh, you know, getting the offsides right, and you know those kinds of things, and a little, a little less worrying about who's celebrating on the sidelines. So, um, well, Chuck, you know, I, think- uh, I, I hear you loud and clear. Uh, thanks for the call. You know, the thing is that, uh, in fact, I was talking with uh, my my son-in-law about the situation yesterday, and, and he had mentioned also the uh, the uh, the men's 
basketball team, the Olympics, the dream teams, and 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 this kind of stuff. And you know, I mean, again, that's a long time ago now, going back to the '90s. But the fact is, yeah, these these images, unfortunately, these over celebrations, you know, winning by big big numbers in, in, in the Olympics and basketball, or in this case, the World Cup and, and women's soccer. Unfortunately, these images tend to sort of linger and hang on. Uh, as far as flopping in soccer, well, that's been a problem for. You know, years, uh, and, and I, I don't know if they've done much to try to correct that or, or to get a, you know, figure out how to do it. But obviously, if you watch a soccer match and, you know, somebody seems to be, you know, there's contact and, and a player goes down like they've been shot. I mean, you sort of say, well, how come he's, if he's in such agony? How come in 13 seconds he's he's back on the field running around again? I, I don't know how to correct that issue. Um, but again, I know obviously that's been a real you know, thorn for uh, soccer officials for years. Uh, all right, let me let me take a time out here, and uh, obviously we're talking right now about this the the uh, the legacy, if you will, the impact of whether that was good sportsmanship by the women's soccer team to be celebrating so mightily after they were scoring so many goals against Thailand, an overmatched team last week. One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. That is our number. Uh, as I said, let me take a pause right now. Get some commercial messages in. Uh, Crystal Presti has your update. When we return, we we'll go right back to your calls. Stay with me. I'd be remiss if I didn't tell everybody, of course, remind you at all, it's, it is Father's Day today. And to, uh, to paraphrase uh, the great late Ralph Kiner, uh, to all you fathers out there, happy birthday. <laughs> okay, uh, we're talking right now about what happened with the U.S. women's soccer team and if they were they crossed the line with all their celebrations after scoring 13 goals against an overmatched team from Thailand. We're taking your calls at one 337 6666 I just heard from our, our old buddy, our good friend Steve Callis, uh, who went back and did some quick research and found that, in fact, uh, in the World Cup, there are rules uh, that basically put the officials uh, and give the officials the power to pretty much uh, penalize a player who is... Um, how should we say, over-exerts uh, their their celebrations when it comes to scoring a goal, whether it's taking their shirts off or doing some sort of making hand gestures or political protest, uh, whatever it might be, uh, they do have the power of the officials working the games to to pull out a yellow card. The problem is, as Steve points out, that they really this rarely happens, so that the referees sort of look the other way when it comes to celebrations. That being said, the question I have for you this morning is, did, did, were they out of line with our women's Players were they were they going too far on this? Uh, because honestly, you know, yeah, we, we know you're allowed. You should be scoring a lot of goals in the opening round, but why all the why all the the grand celebrations when clearly the game has been decided long, long before when the score was only you know four or five nothing uh, to be going nuts when it's you're up by seven goals or ten goals or twelve goals seemed a little bit over the top. And let's let's get back to our callers here. Let's go to uh let's go to Tom over in Madison, New Jersey. Tom, good morning. You're on the fan. Oh hi, how are you doing today? Yes, Tom. Um I would agree with you if we were talking about ten year olds playing, but this is the World Cup. Yep. And it, it is so hard to score a goal, you know, that their emotions take over, whether it's the first goal or the last goal. Yep. It is, you know, so I was very upset when people were trying to get all over the women for celebrating. I mean, they were just playing their hearts out, 
And they've got to do this until the end of the game so, so they don't let up. If they let up and don't, don't let their emotions take over, when they play that next game, they'll start out, they'll start out all stale. Now, Tom, so I, I, dis- I totally disagree with yeah, you. Yeah, but I, I disagree with you. I, I hear you loud and clear that, that certainly the, the, the rules are very strict, that the, in the first round you got to score as many goals. Who knows? Maybe some other team wins 14 nothing. The fact is, or 13 nothing. The fact is, I get that. But I'm just suggesting that, you know, when you score that many goals, clearly Thailand was overmatched. You know, at some point, you, you call off the dogs. The girls, the women can still celebrate. I get all that. I get they can celebrate, but not to the extent that they were celebrating. And I know they defend themselves as saying, well, you know, as you said, it's so hard to score a goal. It's so difficult. Uh, it's a World Cup. It's a big deal. We get all that, but tone it down a bit because, come on now, this is not like a, it's, a, it's a 0-0 match. It's 13 to nothing, for goodness sake. How, how do you tell them that – what do you mean tone it down? I mean, what's the definition of tone it down? Well, at this level, uh, my sense is that these women are all – terrific soccer players. They played a lot of soccer in their life. They know exactly when the, the, the game is over in the sense that we've now defeated this team. We may still have another 45 minutes to play in the match, but the fact is we know we've, mat- we, we've defeated this team. So it's nice to score a goal. You can run around. You can give your, your, your teammates a hug, give them a high five, but that's it. I mean, we don't need all this other nonsense like it's the, it's the, it's the game-winning goal in the last few seconds. That's that's just too much. I mean, come on. This is. I I feel bad for the women because hopefully this won't affect them. Um, all this negative publicity going into the next. Well, I don't think it'll affect them I mean. at all. I mean, I think they'll uh, if they because obviously they're very very uh, the, the the reactions that I read from them they're all very defiant. Like, no, we're entitled to do this. This is cool to score a goal in the World Cup. It makes no difference what the score is. So when they play it today against a team from Chile and they score a goal, they'll do the same thing. They'll go nuts again. Again, this is a top-rated team in the world, so it's sort of expected that they're going to score goals and do well. But anyhow, Tom, I hear you. I just think the amount of exuberance they exhibited was a little over the top in terms of uh, a sense of of common sense. Well, I was just the opposite. I felt like it it showed that they were really on top of their game, and, you know, I, I was just glad to see that, you know, that they started out strong. I mean, well, Tom, let me ask this. Chile's uh, supposed to be lower, ranked lower than Thailand. All right, so let's that's, that's, that's assume today, let me ask you this. You're watching the game, and let's say the score is 13 nothing again, or the score is 16 nothing or 20 nothing. Are you still going to sit there and say, I'm, I feel so good for the American women? They're celebrating because they just scored their 19th goal or 20th goal. I mean, is that really how is it going to go down? Well, I hope they win. That's all I do. Well, yeah, we all look, we all hope they win. I don't think they're going to score 13 goals again. I mean, that doesn't, that yeah, but rarely I'm saying, happens. You know, that rarely happens. Of course, but I'm saying. You the last know, time I remember that was Brazil got beat 10 nothing by the Germany men, and it was like in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, well. Again, it does happen occasionally, and, and Tom, I hear you. Thank you for your call. The yeah. fact is that, you know, if they do win another big number, just hopefully somebody is saying, or the coach is saying, you know, ladies, let's sort of keep this in perspective here. We've won the match. It's already 5 nothing. but, you know, enough already with the major celebrations uh, because, yeah, the, the, again, there are rules, according to Steve Callis, that, you know, you, you can't, the refs are allowed to basically penalize the team if they go too far overboard with their celebrations. Let me move on. Let's go to 
Let's go to Alyssa in New York City. Alyssa, good morning. You're on the fan. Oh, good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. I think that if you want the women to stop celebrating so much, they're going to have to change the rules and not, uh, you know, not have a system where more points is better. Because in my opinion, they were celebrating the fact that they're, you know, doing better in the tournament. They're not, they're not rubbing it in, in the other team's face. Well, I hear you on that, Alice. Uh, but I mean, the fact is, they may not. And they, it's put it this way: they, it may have been not their purpose to rub it into the face of the team from Thailand. Uh, that may have been inadvertent. But the fact is, they're still responsible, uh, in effect, for their own celebrations. And they should have, at some point, looked around the field and said, "Well, there's a team from Thailand. They're they're being uh, embarrassed not just on national TV, but around the world." Uh, so they're sitting around, staying around, watching us celebrate, having a good time, going nuts. And okay, another, another minute to go by, we'll score them again. And once again, the celebration begins all over again. I mean, at some point you got to say, you know, enough's enough. I mean, we, we've, we've, we've made our point. We, we obviously have dominated this team, uh, from Thailand. Let's move on. But uh, that's all we're asking to do. We're only suggesting that let's just tone this down a bit. After you score yeah, six but- goals, enough already, you know? But that's, I think that's subjective, and it as, is subjective. Someone, Alyssa, as someone who has never scored a goal in a World Cup, I think that I would probably celebrate excessively. Did you play, did you play soccer as a kid? I did, I did. Okay, so then you have a sense of how difficult it is to score a goal, correct? It was, it was difficult for me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm sure, though, you probably got great coaching, and I'm sure you got a lot of, probably, I assume you got a lot of love and support from your parents when you played soccer. Oh, no question. And uh, that brings me to my next point, which is uh, happy Father's Day, Dad. <laughs> Thank you, Alyssa. Uh, <laughs> I obviously was so, sort of stringing you along there. Uh, those <laughs> of our my, my listeners here in the fan, that's Alyssa Wolf, uh, who obviously is... Um, one of my three children with my beloved wife, Trish. And Alyssa, thank you for getting up early on this Father's Day to, to, to chime in. And, of course, most of you, many people know you, of course, as a great uh, stand-up comic and comedy writer. So thank you. I know it's <laughs> early on a Sunday morning for you to get up and call in. But that's very nice of you. No problem. But you're still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll continue this discussion later. Thanks, Alyssa. Talk to you later. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Uh, yeah, that was a little, little, little respite there from all the uh, back and forth here on the fan this morning. Let's continue on. Let's go to uh, let's go to Mike in uh, East Rockaway. Hey, Mike. Good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, hey Rick. Uh, happy Father's Day. That was great with your daughter. I'll tell you. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know. Lisa, you know, she, she had said for some time she might just call in to say hello, but I'm glad she called today, and it was good to get her perspective. She actually was a uh, an excellent high school athlete. Uh, her right. best sport was. Uh, was uh, lacrosse, but uh, right. yeah, she's she's terrific. So that's a comedian. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. You, you know, you know, Rick. Uh, uh, I was thinking about Dad today. He would have been ninety-one three years he passed. He had the pleasure of meeting your dad a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooklyn Dodger fan, Met fan. But uh, you know, real this subject. Crystal Dunn went to Southside Rockwell Center, my dad's old school, mm-hmm. and. You know, the World Cup is great, but you're right, Rick. You know, enough is enough. When can, whether it happens against a certain country, I enjoy, I'm not a big soccer fan, but, you know, the Olympics and World Cup. But come on, uh, do we jump out of our seats when they're, you know, up by seven and then another two and here we go? Uh, that's like when we play ball, Rick, and, and I got to give a shout-out 
uh, to my old coach, Bob Hirschfield, always a Marine. Mm-hmm. Um, when you guys played against each other, 73 at Baldwin Park, ACBL, I was, I was there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, w- w- when you run up the score, you know, shouldn't you put your second stringers in? Uh, when it gets to that point, um, well, you know. they, they did have uh, again. I, they the, the, uh, the women's soccer team did basically put in their their bench players. However, right. there are apparently rules and regulations as to how many uh, substitutions you can put into a match in the World right. Cup. So they were somewhat limited. However, fine. Then, and I'm not going to suggest that the women just pass the ball amongst each other back and forth, back and forth. No, because right. the, clearly you want them to play hard because there is this rule about goal differential. And it is cool to score a goal in the World Cup, whether it's the, the, the winning goal in a one nothing game or it's... Without a doubt, yeah. Or, or you score the 13th goal in, in a whitewash. But the fact is, come on, we're only talking about not just after the goal is scored. All right, enough already. You know, that's okay, we did it again. We scored another goal. Right. Let's move on, you know? So, enough already. In, in Italian, stata zit. Enough is enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know what? I'll leave you with this, Rick. Ralph Kiderism, long-time Mets fan, classic games, and, and dad, rest in peace. Uh, but, you know, happy Father's Day. And, uh, excuse me, happy Father's Day and happy birthday to all the four, however it went. Uh, <laughs> he's like yogiisms, but, uh, Rick, uh, I still listen to your show. My son's 24 now. Maybe I'll get a text from my 29-year-old daughter later. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rick. All the best. Thanks, Mike. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy and Father's Day, Rick. You bet. And, you know, uh, yeah, this is sportsmanship is, of course, one of those things is that the, the, the foundation, one of the life lessons we want our kids to learn from when they play team sports, and, and the fact that's what we're talking about. Nobody's asking or suggesting that the women shouldn't play hard. Obviously, we want them to go out and give 100%. We want them to score goals. All we're suggesting is after you score the, the eighth goal or 10th goal or 12th goal, you know, call off the dogs. That's just sort of take it easy, celebrate, move on. Let's go back and kick off uh, and get try to score again. But don't celebrate, like I said, like it's New Year's Eve in Times Square. That That's sort of running, running into the face of your opponent. All right, let me take a timeout. When I come back, I'll go right back to your calls. Stay with me. As always, I, I ask you to check out my website, my blog at askcoachwolf.com. And a reminder that now is the time of the year that if you want to uh, contact me to line up a sports parenting presentation uh, in your school or in your community, now is the time to do that because obviously my calendar uh, gets somewhat filled as we go throughout the summer into the fall. So uh, uh, check it out. Uh, go to askcoachwolf.com. Also, a very quick uh, programming note. Uh, tomorrow night at 10 on PBS, uh, there's an excellent documentary entitled Roll Red Roll about the disturbing case uh, we covered a few years ago here on the Sports Edge uh, in Steubenville, Ohio, uh, which is obviously a small town that's very much centered on high school football. And their star quarterback and wide receiver were found guilty of technical rape of a drunken teenager. Uh, it was a classic case, uh, again, of small-town mentality, along with social media going wild, and it all combined into a really just a horrible situation. And the, the quarterback, by the way, uh, is now in college playing football again. Uh, I'm eager to see the documentary. Again, it's called Roll Red Roll. It's tomorrow night at 10 on PBS Channel 13. Okay, we're talking right now about uh, sportsmanship, whether you think it was – 
you know, okay for the women's uh, soccer players to, to celebrate so grandly after scoring 13 goals in the route of Thailand, or whether you feel, as I did, that perhaps it's fine to score goals. Uh, those are the rules in the World Cup, but uh, the celebrations were a bit uh, over the top. And I'm taking your calls at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. 337 Let's go to our good friend Jack Smithen, the Hall of Fame coach over in Farallon. Jack, good morning. What do you think? Well, first of all, Rick, um, happy Father's Day. And to you. And your, da- your daughter's segment was amazing. It was very good. <laughs> it, it made the show. I was thinking, where the hell is he going with this? Were your parents, were your parents good to you? Did they, I said, there's something up here. There's something up. But first of all, first of all, they definitely crossed the line. Yep. I coached for 43 years, and I was at both ends of the of the spectrum here. Yep. I was at times when we were pounding people or could have pounded people. And there were times where I was at the other end where I was getting pounded. And there's nothing worse than being at the end of, of a, of a beating like that. Mm-hmm. Um, first real quick story. I was coaching softball, uh, at the high school level, varsity level. We were play- I was play- coaching at Park Ridge and we were playing Creskill. And Creskill was a lower-level team. Um, I, I pitched my second pitcher against them, knowing that we were going to beat them. And on their team, they had a shortstop. I believe her name was Melissa, um, and her father was Rick Cerrone. And he stood in the back, leaning up against a tree, never got involved with anybody, never yelled or cheered or screamed or yelled at the umpires. He just sat back, and he watched. And in the first inning, the top of the first inning, we scored seven runs. And in the top of the second inning, I told my team to stop advancing on pass balls. We're not hitting and running. We're not going to bunt. Let them play the game. You get up and hit the ball, but we're not going to do anything. We're not going to steal. We're not going to do anything that's going to cause us to score runs because of their errors. And these are high school girls, and I understood what it meant and how it felt to be at that other end. Mm-hmm. At the end of the game, I'm walking off the field, and Rick Cerrone came. He goes, Coach, can I have a word with you? I said, oh, boy, what did I do? So I walked up to him, and he looked me in the eye, and he said, thank you. I said, for what? He says, I noticed what you did. I said, well, Mr. Cerrone. He goes, no, call me Rick. I said, no, you were a Yankee. I'm not a Yankee fan, so I'll call you Mr. Cerrone. <laughs> so, so he said, you guys could have beaten us 30 to nothing. I said, I understand that. And I, you know, and I appreciate, you know, what you said. It, it, it means a lot. And, you know, celebrating is different when people are out on that field. You know, there's one other thing other than sportsmanship we should think about, and it's respect. And, you know, they go together, but respect for that other team means a lot. And, you know, when you're losing 13, first of all, the goal differential thing, I think that's a joke. But if they're going to use it, there's teams in the World Cup that are not going to score five goals in the whole World Cup. So if you don't think 13 goals or even five goals are going to be enough to outscore an an opponent in a tiebreaker, well, then you're absolutely wrong because there's no other team in this tournament that's going to score 13 goals. Yeah. So when you're thinking about this, it's just a, it's a crazy thing. They definitely crossed the line. 
they should not be celebrating on the fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth goal in a game that the other team had problems getting the ball over midfield. Yeah, so, I, Jack, yeah, I, um, they definitely crossed. I, I think, uh, uh, as always, my thanks uh, for your for your your comments, Jack. You're, you're more than welcome. Rick. They're, they're right on right on target because, as Jack Smithlin just points out, sportsmanship goes hand in hand with respect, and and you know whether they the women's soccer players. If, maybe they didn't have any intention to disrespect the team from Thailand. The fact is, when they're celebrating so much, uh, it's disrespectful. And you can say, oh, no, 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 it's fine. And afterwards, we over and we, we console the, the goalkeeper for the team from Thailand. Yeah, but the fact is, enough already. Score your goals, play hard. You know, yeah, that's great. But just tone it down a bit because it sends a very bad taste. At least that's how I see it. Let's let's get some more opinions. Let's go to Morgan over in Manasquan, New Jersey. Hey, Morgan, you're on the fan. Hey, great show and really cool topic. And uh, I'm I'm in total agreement with you and even further so. Uh, I I'm one of these guys. I'm a baseball, football, hockey fan. Yep. And soccer, I'm like, eh, it's, you know, whatever. Right. This pushed away, and I like I look at that. And I'm like, it, it like kind of. Makes me as a casual fan look at it and go, screw that sport. You know, that's, that's, that's garbage. Like that and the flopping, like there's a lot of things that work against them on, on the macro scale. Yes. And to me, these are things that do that, that push potential fans like me away. Maybe they don't want me. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, no, this is the, the, the flopping, of course, that issue is, it's, 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 it's happens. You know, pretty much every soccer match, and it it's happens internationally, and and uh, the officials and refs on the field do their best, but uh, it, it's, it's how do you, how do you how do you know if somebody's really hurt? How do you know we make the determination whether or not that hey. it's legitimate or not? And if we said it's my, so, my it's, answer to that is slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> it always gives it up. You well, yeah, that's true, but yeah, obviously the way the soccer the clock works, they don't stop and then go back and review things. But no, you know, and I know that, but I'm also saying from a macro point of view. People see that, yeah. See this flopping and see this this celebration, and and I I actually like that they they have the goal differential thing because I like when I like when teams compete the entire game rather than pull up pull up. Yeah, I, I like I, that, but I think you got to do it with class. Uh, that's the thing, Morgan, and uh, I think that's the key here is that you win, you play hard. I mean, uh, th- these women are superior athletes. Uh, they're very competitive. Clearly, uh, to them, if they're on the soccer field, they're going to go out and score goals as, as many as they can because that's what they're trained and empowered to do. And it is cool to, to, to tell your, your family and, and uh, grandchildren at some point that you scored a goal in the World Cup, uh, even if it was a 13th goal. But the fact is, once you do that, the question is, how do you react after the fact? You do it with some sense of dignity and class and with some respect for the opposing team. Morgan, thank you. Let me move on. Hey, one more quick point. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Did you ever see the Seinfeld where Kramer is uh, in the karate classes and he's beating up all the fifth graders? Yes, it's a classic. To me, that's what this reminded me of. (laughs) They were being bullied. (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) We're state-sponsored soccer. It's not like, you know, you got Big America versus Little Thailand. (laughs) Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, well, nobody, I don't think anybody's ever referred to Seinfeld before in this show, but I like that. That's, that's very funny. <laughs> that, I think it was apropos. It is. Thanks, Morgan. Appreciate it. <laughs> and, yes, that Seinfeld episode of Classic where, where Kramer, of course, is competing, uh, and obviously he's competing against a bunch of you know kids at elementary school, but he takes it very seriously. 
right. Uh, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm sort of encouraged by the response we're getting this morning about this uh, because, yeah, on one hand, we want the women to go out, play by the rules, compete, try to score as many goals as you can. That's what the World Cup is all about. Those are the rules they set. But again, the question is, at what point do you sort of like try to begin to tone down the celebration? You don't do it in the first goal, not in the second or third, but once you get to seven or ten, uh, you know, it's just, okay, enough already. All right, let me take a timeout. I'll be back. Stay with me. Let me just sort of end the show on, on these uh, observations. And again, I sort of opened the hour in the same way. And that is that, you know, even though, yes, I know it's the World Cup and we want our women to go out and win the gold and, and compete at a high level, uh, there's something to be said, uh, even at the highest level of soccer competition, about respect and sportsmanship. And I understand that the rules are that you're go- supposed to go out in the first round and score as many goals as you possibly can. But Again, at some point, a sense of decorum, of common sense, and of protocol sort of should kick in and suggest to either the players themselves, who obviously are veterans and have been probably, I'm sure, have played in many uh, soccer matches where there were big scores and a lot of routes, that, you know, at some point you have to sort of tone down not the effort to score the goals, that's not what I'm talking about, but the celebrations after the fact. That's the concern. Tone it down. Just imagine the tables were turned and somebody was beating the American team by 13 goals, and they were going out and celebrating after every score like it was, uh, uh, like it was again, uh, New Year's Eve on Times Square. No, calm down a bit. Go out, work hard, score your goals, but show a little respect and show a little dignity uh, for your opponent. Because in the long run, we know every game, one day is, uh, you win, some days you lose. But the fact is, you always want to have that, that sense of good sportsmanship and respect for the opposing team. And that, that's how I see this. And I appreciate all your calls this morning about this topic. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Connor Green. Happy Father's Day. I'll see you next week right here on the Sports Edge. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.